0: Uh, the stream proper. Uh, so let's get into the podcast. All right. Three, two, one. What's up, Internet? You're tuned into a very special episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my partner in Switch related crimes, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. Hello, Stephen. It is here we are, okay? It is the year of our Lord 2021. It is February 17th, the last proper. Real juicy Nintendo Direct that we got was in September of 2019. It has been a long, cold winter, but we have made it through the other side, and we have gotten a proper Nintendo Direct. How do you feel
1: about yeah. it? Well, some said it wouldn't happen. You know, I saw many a video of people saying the Nintendo Directs are dead. They're dead. We're They're never done. Get them again. They don't need them. And then this happened. And the and, internet went insane about it. And of it course, had like one million viewers or something. Right.
0: And of course, you know, people in the know, smart people like us, said it was never going anywhere. It was always going to come back. <laughs> but you know, I get it. I get the fear. But don't worry, we're back. It's been, it's been, it's been dealt with. So we got it. How do you feel about this now, man? Like we, we got this Nintendo Direct. Like you said, million people tuned in to watch it live. Tons of hype going into it where where are you at with it now that it's done like how, how do you feel it ranks among directs for you
1: I feel like the first one out of the gate after 500 plus days it was always going to be a case of they were never going to live up to anyone's expectations i'm a little bit surprised we didn't get any breath of the wild news other than the fact that they're going to tell us more later this year it's coming <laughs> it was, it's like okay then um <laughs> But some of the announcements have have got me really excited. Like, you know, early on, some of the announcements, and then that final announcement at the end, I was so, so happy about
0: Yeah, go ahead. I mean, full spoilers, right? Like, I'm assuming if you were watching live right now, like a bunch of people in the chat are, you watched it live, so you know what was announced. Uh, If you're watching this later, I'm assuming you've seen it, so full spoilers. Splatoon 3, right? Huge news. Um, Of course, they said that this was only going to be related to games that were in uh, the first half of 2021 and of course splatoon 3 coming out in 2022 so they lied to us right out the gate uh that's huge news right that's obviously really hype i think that's easily the headline of of the day right like we have a xenoblade 2 character coming to smash that's hype for a certain you know segment of the audience uh mario golf is really cool i'm excited about that we got looks at some other exciting games but splatoon 3 is really i think that was the caliber and of announcement people were looking for from
1: this it was. And I and I wonder why they chose to announce that now when we've got a year of Zelda coming up. Presumably they're gonna have more announcements. We've got a week like till the Zelda Day 5th anniversary and the Pokemon Day 5th anniversary. And I know they're gonna Pokemon companies doing their own celebrations. Yeah. It just feels like a strange time to me to announce a game that's coming next year. Usually for this kind of game, Nintendo's announced it six months before it's been released traditionally with Splatoon, and to uh, announce it at least a year ahead of time this time. I can only imagine there's a reason why they want to like drum up some hype. Yeah. Maybe there's going to be a new console coming out that's going to be aimed towards this game. Who knows?
0: My first thought was that maybe they're going to have a Splatfest sooner than later, and we'll get like a... Or not Splatfest. The uh, Testfire was what they called it. Um, and maybe we'd
1: get a couple of those this year. And um, that that would kind Possibly. of be... You know. And that could be related to the new infrastructure that we spoke about a couple of episodes ago. That you know, Splatoon two had that Windows ninety eight check in the code base for their NEX online infrastructure, and then the new one that they're working on MPLN or whatever it was called. Uh, presumably, Splatoon three is going to be on that new system. So I think a, sp- a test fire makes sense. But that was only last time. I think it was two to two months. ...prior to release, so maybe we'll get one end of this year. Yeah. I'm not so sure, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I think it could kind of go either way. Like, if... I don't, right? Because, like, I, I think that, to your point about why announce it now... ...if it is, like, far out... ...that it could just be that they wanted to have something big to show at the end... ...and they know that it's far enough away that they can safely put out a hype trailer... That will get people excited, but that there's no real risk to talking about it right now because it is so far away. Whereas some of the other stuff, they might want to save that bullet in the chamber for a little bit closer to release. They might yeah. not be as certain about certain things. And like you mentioned the Zelda thing, right? Like say they do have uh, other Zelda plans for this year. You don't want to like announce it all at once and kind of like tire people out with like, okay, it's a lot of Zelda news. Like you get Skyward Sword. That's a pop. Right? For some people, I guess. And uh, for those who aren't, right? Like, if you do do a Wind Waker reveal, if you do do something else, that will have weight later.
1: I feel like I'm surprised that we got Skyward Sword and not the games that are already on Wii U. That they must have already ported to the Switch at this point. (sighs) Yeah... I don't know. We've got an HD remaster of a game from the Wii, which we've known is coming for months, years at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why, though. Right? Is that like those games did already come out on Wii U, and they are less special? You know, like, like personally, I would be more excited by the news of the Wind Waker HD coming to Switch than this. But this has never had an HD re-release. It's never been re-released since it was on Wii. So, I like, I, I guess I could see the argument that this is a bigger pop. And that maybe later, when you do do a Direct that is specifically about Zelda's 35th anniversary, you can be like, and we're porting all these games that have come out on the last few generations you know, yeah. and it, like, didn't you do it all at once? And it's like, yeah, like, you liked HD of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. They're now available on Switch. And the 3DS, you know, stuff is coming to Switch. Like, you could probably bundle that news together and,
1: you know, like, Along get the. I liked the comparison and the bringing it back to Breath of the Wild. Because, like, obviously they knew people were gutted. There was no Breath of the Wild 2 news. Yeah. And so, like, to loop it back in to go, oh, and if you've never played this game, that I personally think looking at the visuals looks like garbage in 2021. (laughs) is completely lacking of shadow. It just, the whole thing just looks like it's on one flat plane. Yeah. And there's no depth to it whatsoever. And I get that it's a Wii game, but look what they did to a GameCube game when they brought it to... To, to wii u like that was astonishing yeah it's just this, this looks mediocre to me i think that's fair uh, but but the like the stamina wheel and the 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 cloth thing that he opened i didn't know that to, was in that game to do that it was it was interesting to see how how they made the stepping stones and putting things in place for breath of the wild which i i never knew about
0: yeah Yeah, I I think that is pretty cool, and and I think you're right. That's a smart way to contextualize that game, because if you're not aware, Skyward Sword um, didn't sell super well. Like it sold like I think, I think it's like seven million copies or something like that. And for the number of Wii's that there were. Obviously, that's not a great attachment rate for that that software. And
1: like it came out near the but end of the. I think it was like a, a, a pretty expensive game because you had to buy that motion the plus. control thing for it yeah. to even work. And it was like, well, why do I want to buy another peripheral to play a game that's only motion controls and I can't play like a traditional Zelda game? Right. So it was a bit of a sell at that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the reason I bring that up is to say I think that there's probably an argument to be made that there's like a good contingency of Zelda fans that haven't played the game. Um, or that were like me and were turned off by the motion controls, but like might be willing to try it now the buttons are mapped and you can actually play it like a regular game.
1: So that, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I just think it's wild to me at the moment that they've got the most popular Zelda game of all time combined with probably, like, what, the least popular 3D Zelda game of all time? I think that's fair to say. On the same platform, and it's like... Where are the other ones? Like, why couldn't I buy, at this point, Ocarina of Time on your modern console? I could buy it on the 3DS handheld or on the Wii U or on the Wii, but you can't get it on the Switch. And to me, it's so strange that they're not willing to take people's money. And there's got to be a 3D collection coming. I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed at this point, but I really, really want some like older Zelda games to play and not this one because I didn't like the But look at this one. But those Joy-Cons, though, what about those Joy-Cons? Those are
0: really good. I like those. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> you know, I, I was a little disappointed with the Skyward Sword and news, I won't lie. Like, my initial reaction was kind of like, hmm, okay, that's not, that's not what I was hoping for, but I get it. Um, but those Joy-Cons are real fresh. I definitely want those. Um and I don't know, like, I'm, like, morbidly interested in playing this
1: game now,
0: so we'll see.
1: I don't know. I mean Pixel seemed hyped for it when he was uh, he was in the chat on the stream. There
0: are two extreme yeah. opinions about that game and it's either that it sucks or that it's uh, perfect and it's great. You know, like I remember like IGN famously gave it a 10 out of 10 and people
1: were very upset about that for years. So, um and people get so upset about rigtings anyway. Yeah. It was like IGN gave the Super Mario 3D world like one point different or something this time compared to the last time. Yeah.
0: And then people were like, like freaking out about it, even though like <laughs> these are two reviews eight years apart and like probably none of the same people work there anymore. Like, yep. you know, it's whatever. Uh, so yeah, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, right? Like, it, it's, you know, it's 50 minutes of stuff. We're not going to touch on everything. Um, but I guess working our way backwards now, as we kind of are, right? Splatoon 3, obviously very cool. Skyward Sword, mm, yes. mixed bag. Uh, the other real big announcement that we both got a pop out of was that that Mario Golf reveal. How
1: would you feel about that? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I love golf games in general. I loved Golf Story when it came to, to Switch, like in the launch oh, yeah. year. And I, I feel like this might fill that sports story hole that I'm looking for at the moment. And it seems like the kind of game that we need at the moment—just like a fun party game, not taking itself too seriously. You've got all those new modes, like the the racing down the golf course, and um, it it just looks goofy and fun, and w- what people want from a, a Mario Sports game. But those games always seem to get the physics right. Like all Mario games seem to get the physics right, apart from that tennis one. Tennis. Yeah, a- tennis aces was, a- was a little a bit off. Wonky.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about about that game. I agree with you the like kind of like competitive, like the racing and the power ups and all that stuff. Like that seems really fun. And that seems like kind of what I want out of a a Mario sports title, right? Is that like you want that kind of old school arcadey sports gameplay like mixed with like goofy Mario stuff. So that feels like the right marriage of those things for me. Um and I'm definitely stoked about that. I hope it comes together. Like I'm wary because Aces wasn't really for me, but I like Mario Golf arguably more than tennis. I guess it depends. I really like Mario Tennis 64, but the other ones have mm, not not quite connected with me on that level. But I'm I'm excited for it. I'm glad that they're at least trying to do more of the Mario sports stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean I, one thing I was a little bit surprised about is the fact that they said it was about games that were already released a lot at the beginning. Like, the pre-announcement that they made, it was, like, about Smash Bros and other games that were already released, and also games coming in 2021. Yeah. And I can't think of many games that were released, like, got Hyrule Warriors. Did they
0: actually say games that were already released specifically? Yeah. Okay. Well, because, I mean, they announced the Hyrule Warriors DLC, uh they announced the I mean, fall guys is already out that's coming to switch is that know what you think they meant well, maybe or?
1: that's what they meant i mean i don't know
0: because there was also like those two famicom detective games that are coming to the west for the first time those are
1: new but not new that's interesting to me because i'm i'm glad that those are, are getting a release over here i i never thought they would i've never even um, heard of this series it was announced, uh, I think, on the last Direct that they did in 2019. Oh, okay. Just in Japan. Like, you know when sometimes they have the yeah. games? Alongside that Resident Evil Cloud Edition. Okay. Um, and and it was like, oh, they'll never come to the West anyway because they've never been translated before and, and they've never been brought over. So this would be the first time they have. I think, if I'm correct, they were games that were on the Famicom Disk System. And they've got like a bit of a cult following about it, the Famicom Detective Club. And then they brought them to the Switch and now they're bringing them to the West. So um I think uh, I think there's gonna be some excitement about it. It kinda looked like if you like the um Ace Attorney series that this might be the kind of thing for you.
0: Yeah. I saw a lot of people in our chat, and then in the the YouTube chat that Nintendo had going, like making Ace Attorney comments or whatever. You know, it's funny. The the you said the things that are already released, right? Like I'm now that I'm I have uh, IGN's list of all the announcements. There's a lot of games that were because right. I said Fallout, uh, Fall Guys, Outer Wilds, the Famicom Detective Game, Samurai Warriors Five, Legend of Mana Remaster, uh, Monster Hunter Rises isn't out, but we knew about that. Um, Tales from the Borderlands. The Capcom Arcade Stadium subs a zombie. No more heroes. It's like a lot of these are games that already
1: are out on yeah, other so platforms. They worded or... it as as available games like Smash Bros Ultimate and okay. games coming to Nintendo Switch in the first half of 2021. Interesting. So maybe they did mean on other platforms. I don't know. But the way I would read it, if it was Nintendo writing it, would be games that we already have and know about. Yeah, like we got a DLC announced. And we got, obviously, the new character for Smash Bros. But yeah, I
0: can't I mean, think of anything
1: else. Those are both, like, significant. Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. Like, I'm happy. It's just strange. Like, they they, they do that. And they like they could have just literally put up a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> We're going to talk about some games. And people would have been happy enough. They don't have to, like, entice people in by putting Smash Bros in. People are going to fucking come and watch it anyway.
0: I think they could have just said Smash Bros as, like, a, okay, here's an idea. Like, this is going to be a thing. Um, but they also, uh, the other thing that was a, a thing for an already released game was the Mario items coming to Animal Crossing, which yeah, is Yeah, enough- let's
1: talk about those for a little bit. I'm like, really stoked about really those. I'm really excited about those. Yeah. The number one thing I'm most excited about is the warp pipe and the fact that you can put them in multiple places around your island and warp from one place to another. That's fucking it's huge. Just, it's insane. Like, like that's a legitimate... Like, like, a whole course. Yeah. And a game I think things. So it would be so good. Like, that's a legitimate
0: huge convenience factor in animal crossing so i don't know I'm, I'm i'm really excited about that um
1: there's an event on mario day and we're gonna have to talk to chui about this when he when he's on the show yeah when proper. he's on on um, sunday um and and find out what he he thinks of it all but i'm very excited about the the mario stuff coming to animal crossing my problem is i've been excited about all of the events they've announced like uh, Sierra did a stream of festival. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I should probably go and do that. And I was like, oh yeah, it's like nine o'clock at night here. It's, it's pretty much all over at this point. Yeah, but I just never fucking remember these things. I think and so. Th- I really- Get better at animal crossing in that way
0: i agree this is one i think is probably a little easier because it's not like an event it's just items that you can get so like you just go and buy them like there's not really like because that was where i got tripped up like, the last event i tried to participate in was halloween and i missed a couple days of like logging in and getting my candy and then i was just like forget it you know i'll save it for next yeah, year Yeah,
1: that's the thing and like uh, um I never did any of the Christmas stuff. Mean I couldn't figure out even how to make a snowboy. Like I tried so many times and then the ball just disappeared when I put it on the path. I was like, "Oh, sod this."
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, too. But I think this will be one that I'm a little b- bit easier to get into. And also, uh, shout out to Doc, one of our Patreon supporters. Uh, he has been trying to get me to send him a list of villagers I want since, like, May. And I finally did, so he's sending me a bunch of QR codes so I can get whatever villagers I want and everything, which is pretty cool. So I'm, like, I'm torn between do I just get back into it and start playing again regularly or do I, like, try to reroll my island and, like, is that the thing that gets me back in? I don't know.
1: I think that's the only thing that would get me back in. It's like, I tried going back to Stardew Valley this week because they had that big 1.5 update. Uh-huh. And I got there and I got to my farm and I was like, holy shit, what was I doing last? Yeah. You know, you get into that stage of like, it's, it's so overwhelming. Does that matter in Animal Crossing in as much though? Yeah, because I, I know I was actively doing stuff in Animal Crossing. And Ooh. then you go around and you talk to villagers and they make you feel guilty. It's like, oh my God, it's been six months I thought you weren't friends with me. And then they, like, you know, fake you out and they're okay about it. Then you have, like, all the weeds you have to do and there's cockroaches in your house. It's just such a daunting task to me to go and sort it all out. But I'm just like, nah, I'll play something else instead. I and know. That's, the problem. That's, where I, or that's how I always go. Whereas if I started again and I time travel through that first week to get all the shit that I want so I don't have to listen to the same song over and over and over again for hours at a time. And then... Play the game as it's meant to be played again Then maybe Maybe I'll be Happier about it but I, I don't, don't know like, though it, Like I feel like I'm possible? I feel like I might be mad about that then too Because I'm like oh I had all this stuff and I was so close To a bunch of the goals I had You and millions of bells in the bank And now you've got to go tarantula Like farming again And, and like nobody I know is playing anymore So like
0: the stock market is way harder <laughs> to like Manipulate like all that you know I don't know I'm gonna see how I feel about this event. If if this if if this I can use this to kind of get myself back in, then we'll see. Um, but
1: let's try and make on stream like a Mario course. Like let's try and do like okay. a a Mushroom Kingdom course, uh, a game with the warp pipes and stuff, and see if we can actually do something with it. And maybe that'll be enough to get us incentivized to play the game again. I mean, I I don't know. I put I put like what 200 hours into that game, 300 hours maybe. Yeah. Like, I I put a lot of time in last year when we had nothing else. So, I'm I'm kind of happy with where I left it, to be honest. Yeah,
0: that's my thing, too, is, like, I don't feel like I didn't get my money's worth. I don't feel like I didn't have the experience I wanted. I just know I want to feel the way I felt about it when it was new again, and I don't know that that's possible, you know? Yeah. That's okay, though.
1: So, there was one more other thing First-party announcement, which was Metopia coming to Switch. The and classic 3DS anyone, title. Yeah, no one saw this one coming. Like, why does this exist? I don't know. The, the the one The one thing about it that I was like, okay,
0: is like, it is a 3DS game. So, like, maybe do we get other 3DS games to come to Switch now? Because
1: there are other better maybe 3DS. Games. Yeah, or like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Like, those are great ports. Yeah, maybe. Mario Party collection. I'd be happy with that. The minigames. Oh my god, yes. I would love that. Yes, it's I don't know. 99 solid minigames to play, rather than the feeble collection of, like, 30 they put in Super Mario Party. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a disappointment. So, yeah, I don't know. I
0: feel like, uh... I like, I don't. I don't care about that news. I don't know who that's for. I don't know why they're porting it. I don't see that game doing much. But, like, maybe
1: it is the sign of more... Like you know. they point in the engine, so it's like this is a technical thing. Maybe it's like we've done it for this. So why not?
0: Yeah, that it kind it's of like the
1: like, reason to, to do it like a financial incentive.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it, cause it could maybe like there is some reason that like that engine that game is simple enough that if you do that first you have the technology in place and it makes it easier to get other games over or whatever, you might as well spend the money and put it out. I don't know. It's a weird one. Um but I, you know, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Honestly, I, I think uh, there, there was one other um, big, like, big thing that uh, isn't like necessarily a first-party announcement, um, but it is obviously like a big Nintendo announcement, and that is uh, the reveal of Project Triangle Strategy, which is the next game from. Uh, it's they called it the hd 2d series so like obviously you know octopath traveler is like kind of the big example of that um and similar to that this is like a working title it's you know not a direct successor but obviously very very similar in art style and you know um rather than being like a standard turn-based thing it's like a tactical rpg it's a little bit more like fire emblem so i don't know like the story and everything of these games is whatever but like the gameplay of this looked really
1: interesting to me and i like the aesthetic you said this one just did nothing for you right it's it's the stories it was so obtuse and they're like reading it out as if it's like it's really interesting intriguing oh my fantasy and it's just like i don't care this is so generic and boring yeah it's like every other jrpg story ever i don't care but Having said that, it looked visually gorgeous. I think even better than Octopath Traveler did. Yeah. Uh, the like the lighting and the fire effects. It just looks stunning. I think they've like perfected and the style. They really have. And the the whole waiting stuff, like you know, you make one choice, it like moved the scales in a specific way, and like weighted choices in a specific way. So you know, you may be able to do this now, but it might have an effect later, or you have to make the choice as to whether you want to leave this person behind, that kind of thing. And I know you said that that was a thing that you really like in video games, and I know it's a huge part of Mass Effect, and right, those choices ultimately take you take them all the way through to the third game. Uh I, I like that that kind of thing here too. I liked it on um on Heavy Rain, which in hindsight is a terrible game, but I did like Heavy Rain at sure. the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I I think um I guess my pause with that is it does speak to what you just said though, right? Of like that is a thing and then that's cool, but if the story isn't good, do you care about the choices that you're making? Yes,
1: that's the problem. Yeah. And then yeah, right, like Whereas, you know, we've got a game coming up that we're both excited for, Disco Elysium, that you have to make yeah. these kind of choices and you have to do this kind of stuff that I know I'm going to care about a lot more than this, especially now there's voice acting in the game. Right. And like but you I'm said- more excited about that than this thing.
0: Mass Effect's also like a month away. So, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. Like, I, what we saw here, I liked and like goofy naming conventions and all that stuff aside like the core of it the gameplay and the presentation and all that i really struck a chord with me so like i am hopeful that i will connect with this game and that it will be more my cup of tea than octopath was because octopath i liked in the beginning um but then when i had gotten to the eighth you're doing the intro for this character again and i was like i don't want to play the intro of a game eight times in a row i want to continue the story and do something new that just i couldn't click with that and this you know doesn't seem like it's going to have that problem
1: so i want to like it i'm curious if this would be i think the octopath was published by nintendo right or at least it was it was outside of japan so i'm curious if this game will also be published by nintendo because octopath was definitely kind of lukewarm reception So I wonder if they're kind of done with it, because Square then published the game on other platforms at that point. It came to PC and Stadia. So I wonder if Project Triangle, Triangle Tactical, whatever it was, it called? I thought they just, oh. Project Triangle Triangle Strategy. Strategy, okay. Yeah. So uh, I wonder if Nintendo will, will publish this one. I don't think they announced that. I think they probably will.
0: I mean, unless they're like deciding to do a multi-plat release for this one out the gate, but I don't know. It's tough because like this whole studio, this whole initiative like exists to make this kind of game and like there's a not insignificant financial risk associated with making a game like this. Like pixel art is expensive and like I don't know how big the team is, but like I'm wondering if. Having Nintendo publish it and and give them that upfront, you know, investment to make it a, a platform exclusive thing, is what helps make these games be financially
1: viable. Yeah, quite, I mean, quite possibly. Um, because Octopath came on PC later, right? It it did, and Stadia, and apparently there was a prequel that came to in Japan in twenty twenty. Octopath Traveler, really? conquer conquerors of the continent. Which we never got in the West. That's really interesting. So I wonder if that's currently going through a localization process. Yeah, maybe. eventually come out. The thing I have the problem with is what Square seems to be doing with all their games, which is like, let's release this little snippet of like, we think we've got something. And then like like workshop it. It's like not even half made. Here's a survey. Let us know what you think. And then we'll go away, thanks to your free games testing that you gave us. And we'll change things, because they've done it with Octopath. They've done it with Bravely Default now. Going to be doing it with Triangle Strategy. And I just... It doesn't sit well with me. It's like, just hire a games testing department, if that's what really what you want to do. Yeah, like Pay people to do your work for, for you, rather than just giving it to people for free. <laughs> I, and getting I, us to do it. I feel like that kind of speaks to the thing I'm saying,
0: too, about... Uh about like the cost where it's like do they just not have a qa team like what's going on (laughs) i don't know so strange because barely default too is a different team but it's like it is a very similar trajectory and it is also a nintendo exclusive and i don't know it's strange. Yeah. It's really strange that they've yeah, very strange. elected to do this. It's weird that they like have these like all of these internal studios that are making like these varying degrees of size of game and like the process seems so radically different, you know? Like, you imagine if they did it with, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake? Like, they're like, oh, we put it, here. It's like, one level from it, like, 12 months early, and
1: is is this any good? Tell us, like,
0: (laughs) you know? I feel like you should
1: be telling me that it's good, not asking me if it sucks, like. (laughs) Maybe they should have done that with that Avengers game that no one seemed to like. Yeah. Like, actually get a survey and figure out what people didn't like about it first. That may have been a little bit, maybe maybe a, a title to do that with rather than this one, but, you know, who knows.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like it, it is super weird that they do that and that they've like made a habit out of it at this point. But uh, I I am I am interested in this game. I am cautiously optimistic for it. And like it being this size of Square game means it'll either be excellent or extremely forgettable. And that's really kind of the two extremes that they seem to to dance with with these with these titles. So
1: so any other. Any other big announcements that you want to touch on? Yeah, I mean, there was a fair few. I mean, I'm very excited about Four Guys finally breaking free from PlayStation's hold and coming to another console. Very, very happy about that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I'm hoping that it gives it another moment, too. Me too.
1: Um,
0: while we were watching um, Sierra Plus Ultra in the chat, uh, who we'll be streaming with on Friday. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, she was saying how like she was excited about it kind of getting another moment and that like you know it kind of felt feels like it came and
1: went and then Among Us kind of came in and like stole yeah, it's thunder. Yeah it got overshadowed by Among Us didn't it and I think the part the problem with that was Among Us remained free whereas Four Guys had like a free month on PS Plus and everyone was hype about it then I think it was free on the Epic Games Store as well. Yeah. So it had that initial bump but then after that it was like you want to make that investment in a game that you might not know and might not like. Whereas Among Us, you can download it for free, you can give it a try. Even if your friends fall off or aren't on it, you know, you haven't had that expense. And, like, you you made the the case that, like,
0: it it was stuck on PlayStation, so, like, the only place you could play it on a console was on PlayStation, so, like, that does leave Switch users out in the cold, right? Like, if it does come to Game Pass, that's another thing that could really, like, breathe more life into it um yeah and it's,
1: it seems like a year this is going to be a year on from its release uh, i would imagine it's coming around june time i don't know if they said the announcement they just uh, said summer so yeah it's around june time which is when it released last year so it seems like sony maybe had a 12 month exclusivity deal hopefully it comes to switch and also xbox and we have cross-platform play it'll be really fun i mean this game feels like it Fits on a Nintendo platform it always has it's got that cutesy vibe to it it's it's fun violence without it being offensive yeah um, it, it really does feel like a, a Mario-y kind of game and I and I just love the the idea of like a Takeshi's Castle video game it's so cool and I've wanted to try it for a long time I just refuse to turn my PlayStation 4 on at this point because I just hate the thing it drives me crazy every time I use it need a PS5 bro I do i tried getting one earlier today they sold out in about a minute so i gave up okay well
0: <laughs> better luck <look> next time <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm interested to see what this does for fall guys i had a lot of fun with it when it came out but i kind of bounced off of it like everyone else seemed to after a while um i do think it being on more platforms and being able to be cross and all that stuff like really does help breathe more life into it um but also i i don't you know i think it being on playstation and being a free game really helped it kind of get going so yeah,
1: most definitely
0: i think i think and this I think is that
1: this, the same thing for that it did for um, rocket Bug league one. oh and rocket league yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i forget rocket league because it's owned by like the biggest games company in the world at this point and yeah. it's free so i kind of forget that that was paid that for it was like a point.
0: plucky young game at one point yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i I think I think that will do a lot for it and if it does have crossplay, play um, which I don't see why it wouldn't either. Like crossplay for this game seems like it'll be easier to figure out than some of like obviously with like Fortnite yeah. and Apex, like FPS becomes a big issue and everything and like this is like not a super labor intensive game, so I feel like it'll probably run better on Switch than some of these other titles.
1: I really hope so. Um and it seems like they're still adding content to this constantly. Uh, So I think this will be a day one pickup for me when it comes, because, you know, I was excited as soon as I saw it. The same for the next announcement, the Outer Wilds. I was excited that this was coming Yes, I actually haven't played that game yet. Me neither. know Danny. Um, Danny is obsessed with that game and has been telling everyone since he played the game that everyone needs to check it out. Um, But I never have. So at the moment, I've got it on Xbox, uh, because it's on Game Pass i want to try it there if i really like it and maybe the one to try on switch as well now that i know it's on game
0: pass i think i'm gonna play it before it comes to yeah switch. that's the problem isn't it yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh i think it's very much at home on switch i do agree with you there
1: yeah yeah i mean there was a few other games that that I, I was excited about, I was excited about the, uh, the new Star Wars game, which I didn't see coming, coming from Zynga, of all places, back yeah. from the dead, from Words like, With what? Friends. It's like, how are they still around? But, you know, a bounty hunting Star Wars game it seems really cool. I could get down with that. It's kind of got a cyberpunky vibe looking at the logo. I think it's pretty fun. And I'm just, I said to you on the stream, I'm very excited EA just don't have this franchise in their grasp anymore, yes. and are just doing nothing with it. I mean, they would make one game every three years and wouldn't release it on every platform. The Switch has had the like old some old Star Wars games ported, but we've never had any of the new ones. And to have a brand new Star Wars game announced in a Nintendo Direct, I think, is a uh, a big deal. Yeah,
0: yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think it like it coming off of the news of that Ubisoft game, and then Machine Games is doing the Indiana Jones thing. It's cool to see that the Lucasfilm uh, games team is like starting to kind of experiment with who can play with that license and what other kinds of games we could get. So then, what was the name of that? I'm, I can't find it. That, uh, is it? Knockout City was that the dodgeball game? Yeah,
1: Knockout City, the the new game fun. from from Velen Studios. So this is one of EA's, like, seven games they're bringing to the Switch. So Velen's only put out one other game. This is their second game. And the other game was the Mario RC Cars. That's, that's what this studio oh, is known for. Cool! So the, this studio is now developed Knockout C. had the weirdest trailer, though, didn't it? Like, we had, like, a, an orc from Like, wow. Warcraft, there yeah. Was, yeah, there was, like, a, a guy from Call of Duty. There was, uh, clearly a like a a chief from halo and like the blue gear
0: yeah and then like that like pixel art like princess character like it was very strange and it was like all these like uh video game archetype characters like playing the actual game on switch it was weird but it was it was clever
1: they're yeah, um, all playing dodgeball by the I, looks of it.
0: I wish that it actually had all those art styles mixed. I thought that was a way cooler pitch. The idea that it's like, it <laughs> oh, you know, it's like the COD guy and and a Chief ripoff and a Warcraft, and they're like all a pixel art character, and they're like, you know, maybe they all have like slightly different abilities or whatever. Like, I, I was thinking it was gonna be like a hero shooter, but with dodgeball yeah. and that sounded way that sounds way cooler to me in my head than what this game actually looks like but it does look fun the gameplay does look solid
1: yeah i mean i'm kind of hoping cuz this comes out on may 21st that this scratches that splatoon itch until next year yeah i mean if not i'm going back to splatoon cuz ninjala got so close but it just but wasn't it was so infuriating at right. times and it just didn't hit the mark whereas this looks like it might be a little bit more refined um, so I'm quite happy about that, and uh, I'm I'm interested in in giving it a try.
0: The only other game I wanted to call out was uh, Neon White. That was that one that was yes. the uh, first-person game where you're playing, like, an assassin in heaven, and you're hunting demons, and it's, like, a first-person, uh, like, deck builder, or, like, car- they call it a card brawler. So it's, like, you're finding cards that give you the abilities that you can then use, so you're, like, cycling through abilities and... I don't know, it doesn't necessarily look like my kind of game, but it looks like a super creative game, like a really cool mashup of very disparate kind of genres.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I would struggle to shoot people and not see a weapon and it just be a card, but I, I, I have faith in this publisher. I think they've never put out a bad game at this point. <laughs> Annapurna. It's Annapurna, right? Yeah, they are yeah. solid, like on a high. They just put that Annapurna physical collection out, yeah. which I'm i'm so tempted by because i love all of their games um there was a, there was a couple of other games for me that world's End world's end club game which is uh the two there's two teams apparently that have merged up to make that game which was the team behind danganronpa and also the zero escape games okay and i loved the zero escape games uh, i've got the nonary games collection for my dad on ps4 and we just sat there and we played through them they were—they're were great games. They're like a little mini escape rooms with like a story, and then like a little like twist to each each like part of the story. And uh, Danganronpa's just fucked up with some crazy shit. Sure, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And I, like, I remember playing the first one of those on my Vita? And yeah, To yeah. have that again, and and you made the point of like it in combined with this cutesy art style, it makes it so a, like, creepy. Story. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. So I'm interested I, in uh, that. A percent.
0: Yeah, that one's cool too. Um uh, that could be a cool one to stream maybe or something.
1: Yeah, and then I can't believe you didn't mention Powerpuff Girls the game. Like I thought we were really excited. The DC about
0: one. Superhero Girls game that looked <laughs> like it was from like 2005. I think it was Sierra said it was giving her like 2005 era like nick.com games and somebody said it looked like an un- I think it was Wakahula said it looked like an unreleased Wii title and like really that's 100% is. the vibe. Like it's it like it's just very low quality poly like character models and stuff. I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know about all that. (laughs) That looks like those like budget ass 3DS games that used to come out all the time. You know, it's like, Oh, you want to play
1: Olaf's frozen adventure? Like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I don't know if you have them here. Uh, have them in America, but here, like, if you've got like a satellite box, they'll include these shitty little flash games on the satellite box, and they're like the most unresponsive <laughs> things. Like, you would play like Tetris with like the your IR TV remote. It looks like some kind of shit you would get on that. Like, you'd like press the buttons and it'd like tell you the next piece that's of funny. the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, any other announcements you wanted to touch on? I'm, that's kind of it for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it for me. The only other thing was the. Um, uh, the the tales from Borderlands that was the only thing that kind yeah. of really stood out a little yeah, bit that's cool i also did i also did want to touch on the Capcom arcade stadium the fact that the one game anyone cares about goblins and ghouls you have to pay extra for and it's such a trashy move love it it's like thanks so much it's
0: such a dick move um,
1: yeah <laughs> i'm not going anywhere near that <laughs> with a barge bowl because that's such a dick move yeah fair to say Uh, All right, yeah,
0: so thank you everybody for tuning in uh, for this Nintendo Direct Debrief podcast special. Uh, we will be doing the show proper. If uh, this is your first time joining us, of course, the podcast is a weekly Nintendo and gaming podcast. It comes out every Monday, um, and we talk about you know the week's news, what we're playing. You know, sometimes a main topic. This we uh, this month we've been doing like a special uh, Ring Fit February thing where we've been playing Ring Fit every day for a month uh, and talking about that with our pal Chewy Plays Nintendo. Uh, so if you are joining us for the first time, if you stumbled across this video somehow, I hope you'll give uh, the channel a like and a subscribe and tune in for our next episode when it drops on. Monday, uh, and we'll be talking about everything else that went on in the world of Nintendo and gaming this week. Um, If you are a regular listener, of course, we appreciate your support. Uh, If you were one of the people who tuned in and caught this live, thank you so much. Uh, Something we're definitely looking to try out again in the future. So if you guys liked watching it live, let us know. Um, and then of course, uh, just go support the show in all the ways that you would, I would normally tell you to do, right? Like, share, subscribe, click the notification bell, follow at Loop Pods wherever you get your social media, head over to the Patreon, where for just a buck, you'll be able to get After Dark, which is our extra podcast, helps us keep the mics rolling, You get a little bit of extra show in your life. Uh, it's a good time we talk about non-gaming stuff, so it's just a lot of fun. Um, And then, of course, uh, if you're not on the Twitch, if you are watching the VOD, every Thursday, twitch.tv slash LootPots, we are live playing something. Uh, And then this Friday, we're actually doing an extra stream over on Sierra Plus Ultra's channel, where we'll be playing Super Mario 3D World and then uh, rating over to our channel later. So I hope you'll come check out all that stuff. Come be a part of it. Come join the Discord. Um, Yeah. That that's, that's all the shilling for this time. It's weird. It's not a normal episode, so my whole rhythm's a little bit off, but I think I got it all. Uh, so with that, we'll catch you next uh, Monday for the proper episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us.